Good afternoon. This is Dr. Saul Goldstein. The uh, the opinions expressed by these two, uh, you know, uh, fellows, uh, uh, colored folks, uh, may or may not be the opinions of uh, their employers uh, or mine. Uh, Howl at me. If I speak, I am in, in big trouble. In big trouble. And I don't want to be in big trouble. Chop Soccer, we back in the building, man. Um, I got an interesting one for you. Okay. Jay-Z, Rock Nation Sports, are collaborating with Sidia Ah. Um, let's dive into this a little bit, man, because I have feelings. Okay. Um, um, what do you think about this? I mean, you know, on the face of it, I like it. You know, like I want to see really just what it becomes. Um, I mean, it's, bescri- it's described as like a strategic partnership. So mm-hmm. I imagine what that really means is that like Paramount Plus has the rights to Serie A right now. So they're like, yo, if we need to make this pop in the American market, like, who can we go get? Like, you know, who understands this type of stuff? Um, I think they went to go get Rock Nation solely based off the work that they've done with the NFL. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, yo, let's cook. I mean, I don't think this is any type of, like, diversity play or anything like that. I feel like it was, like, available market. Like, you know, pop culture icons, like, you know, who else were you going to go get for something like this in the American market? Um, Mm -hmm. What do you think about it? Man, this is like the most current iteration of Jay-Z shit imaginable. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like I get Rock Nation sports. They're moving and shaking. Uh, They have Romelu Lukaku and probably a few other players. but he's never discussed soccer. And then you're just going to go and insert yourself into arguably the single most racist league in the world and think like we're supposed to follow you into that. That's a little weird for me, but you know, the motto is everything is everything, man. People going to do whatever the fuck they want to do. Um, shit is just weird to me. I ain't here for it. Uh, but it, it makes sense that Jay-Z would be the first one to sign on yeah. to like help them uh improve their image here in the US. Um who whoever buys into it because of that is just like yikes, bro. Um the Italian authorities must use this opportunity to tackle racism rather than punish the victim of the abuse. I am certain that the footballing world shares the shame sentiment. We are super excited to help Syria expand his brand throughout America while helping to develop meaningful commercial partnerships along with the enhanced brand visibility that will lead to the continued growth for one of the world's premier football leagues. Like, you know what they on. Yeah. <laughs> and it's getting this money. Yeah. Need them like, U.S. dollars. This is about to be, uh, this is about to be big. I mean, you know, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, um like shit on hove too much but i mean yeah, you know same. like 
this is kind of his lane. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and he's kind of positioned himself this way. And not for nothing, like, this is the, like, corporate level of advocacy that people say that they hate, but, like, is really the only way to get this type of stuff done. Like, mm. I mean, when you're talking about, like, you know, at the corporate level, like, you know, in places where, like, you know, all this, like, money is being spent both in terms of, like, the clubs and, like, advertising dollars and stuff like that, like, you know, like, this is about the best you're going to get in terms of, like, quote-unquote statement hires, I guess, yeah. or, like, intent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, it makes sense. I, I get it. I understand how that organization needs someone like Jay-Z to to help them achieve their financial goals. But it's still fuck Syria on this side, man. <laughs> Did you ever have a Syria team? Absolutely fucking not. Never. I, Never. I knew they were like that from, from way back. So what you you ain't do- see um oh why can I why of course the name would escape me right now Spike Lee film uh wartime black fighter pilots get stuck in Italy I- or not stuck in Italy but they're living in Italy what is the name of that movie man it's a Spike Lee movie yeah oh uh, god of course on. I would forget the name right now. Yeah, we're going to have to hit this. Uh, because um, Hold on. I'm going to see it in a second. Um, oh, this is annoying. It's definitely not the Five Bloods. Uh, no. Let me see. This is annoying because I feel like I've seen a lot of Spike Lee movies. So, like, I feel like I don't... Not knowing this one, I feel like I might get a call from the Black Committee. Yeah. Uh, they definitely make roll. How did you forget that? Um, Miracle at St. Anna. What? I have never seen this. Miracle at St. Anna. Yeah, yeah. set in 1944 Italy, the story of four black American soldiers who get trapped in a Tuscan village during World War II. Yeah, so they did get stuck there. I have never seen this. Bro, absolutely fire. Uh, But even back then, I knew... And it wasn't, I'm not saying it was because of that singular movie. I just wrote off an entire nation of people. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. Like, let's be clear about that. But I'm just saying that's the type of content. Yeah, man. (laughs) That's the type of content that reminded me. It's like Italy just ain't really for you, bro. Like, it's cool and all. Of course, there's great people everywhere. Mm -hmm. But just like as a, a cultural thing, that ain't for me, fam. So what you going to do with all these Americans in the uh, Syria now? Like, how's that going? I'm going to root for them to do well for their own careers. Uh-huh. But you won't see me in Nan Italian jersey, which is a shame, too, because I like that uh, AC Milan joint from, like, 2000, probably, like, yeah. I don't know, 2008 or something like that, 2009, uh-huh. with the big shield on it. It's yeah. got like a, oh man, that shit hard, bro. If I see you on but you, wear you won't it? see me in it. Absolutely not. No? Okay. I'll send that bitch right back. Return the sender. Because I got one. <laughs> I'll give it to you. No. No the hell you won't. 
What you need to send is that fucking Globe Pub shit. That's what you need to send. Oh, yeah, you yeah, want to yeah. send something, if you're in the gifting mood, I've been asking for that shit for like a year straight. I, uh, I'll i do you this. I'll sign. Uh, okay, so uh, I'm not going to give you my number nine, but I'll give you my number 22. I'll sign. Yeah, that's the one I wanted. I knew you weren't giving up the nine. I wouldn't even ask you that. Oh, yeah. yeah I wanted yeah. the 22 one. Oh, did you see what I did this week uh, on my pod? What? Oh, my pod. Did you see what I did this week on my timeline? So earlier this week, uh, I did a fitness test just to see uh, if I was still... Oh, on a treadmill? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, I did see that. Oh, God. Nigga, oh. you look crazy. I was like, oh, what are you doing? Why did you post this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm out of shape, bro. Like, I got a... Uh... Out of shape, bro. Your legs long as hell. You like six foot three. They can run that little shit, <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. Fucking, I'm out of shape. Uh, oh, I'm out of man. shape. I got a bit of a thigh problem, thigh slash like groin problem. Like, uh-huh. uh, it ain't hitting. Yeah, ain't I hitting. just saw that today. Yeah, because uh, I was Ooh. coming back from work at a light, and I was like, this, this dude look crazy. Bro. Yeah, yeah. That was funny as hell, though. I saw the video. I was like, damn, I look crazy myself. <laughs> uh, you want to get into the shooter pass? You want to play everybody's favorite game? Yeah, let's do it, man. All right. So, um, one we of the going games, straight from here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just go straight okay. into it. Uh, let's give them all, you know, give them a Friday pod. We'll just drop this on Friday and call it a night. Friday Word. pods are back. Woo, gay gang. Yo, we need the fucking soundboard back. I'm going to get yeah, that. We, Whatever that was you had, I'm getting it. Okay. Yeah, I'll get the soundboard back. I'll get the soundboard back. We got it. Um, okay. So, shooter pass. Um, you know, it's been a while since we played this game. For those of you who don't remember the rules, uh, what we're going to do is we got a list of topics here. Um, I'm going to go through. Uh, I'm going to give a little background on the topic. Um, and then I'm going to ask Rocks, um, would he like to shoot it? Um, if he chooses to shoot it, that means we'll go in and we'll discuss the topic more in depth. Um, but if he chooses to pass it, um we'll just give maybe like 20 30 seconds on it and we'll move on um you ready rocks i am ready as ready can be all right so um we are going to start with um the topic of the moment um not Lionel messi uh we're gonna start with the women's world cup uh we'll Mm -hmm. get we'll get to uh we'll get to Lionel messi uh in a little bit um but uh, while the Women's World Cup is going on, um, did you know that it is not actually being broadcast in um, every part of the world so far? I did not know that. And how can it be a World Cup if the world can't see it? Okay. So, um, interesting. Shoot it. Shoot it. Straight away. He just shoot it. Shoot it. All right. <laughs> All right. So. Um, little background on what we're talking about here. This is the first, uh, this is the first cycle. I believe this world cup is the first cycle that, um, FIFA has actually sold the women's rights, um, differently than the men's rights. So Mm -hmm. they sold them, um, individually to like different federations. And what's happened is FIFA has, um, actually like really struggled to do this. Um, they only, uh, struck a deal with Japan, um, a week ago. They only struck a deal with the European countries about a month ago. 
Um, Mm -hmm. And I think there's still quite a few parts of the world where they do not have a deal struck to broadcast this, especially where um, some of the teams are playing. So, well, some of the teams are from. So uh, we've already decided we are going to shoot this. But my question to you is, um, what do you think is the reason why um, FIFA has struggled to like get all of these rights kind of put together as deals packages in all parts of the world? Do you think it's just like incompetence? Do you think they're driving like hard bargains? Um, if you like, you know, just had to go with your gut. What would you say is one of the reasons why, um, or uh, probably primary man. reason why? Uh, I would say it is that the world still, as a whole, does not value women's sports in the way that they probably should. Okay, and so now that they're the women's world cup is packaged separately from the men's, you know, they'll, they'll, people have this ingrained notion about how much revenue they can generate from the men's world cup. And Mm -hmm. probably they don't have as much, um, hard data about how much they can generate from the women's world cup because it's always been packaged with the men. Yeah. So, now that it's on its own, they're like, well, I don't really know what this is worth on its own. So uh, that's my gut response. I don't really know. It could just be incompetence. But I mean, to say that all these people are just completely incompetent is just fucking nonsense. These people are professionals. They know what they're doing. Um, they have experience beyond experience. Um, so there's definitely something more complicated and nuanced than just incompetence. So I can't say what it is for sure, but my guess would be these nations don't value women's sports at that high level, or they don't know what to value it at on its own. Yeah, I would uh, I would agree with you. Um, I think one thing in women's sports that we have to have a conversation about um, that I don't think um, – has been kind of pulled to the forefront if we want to like really just get into like valuations of models uh, valuations and models of these things um one of the things we really need to talk about are just like the multipliers that like companies use to assess value Mm -hmm. um well to assess value to like products or like ventures and things like that and what that means in the greater economy and the women's world of sports right now. Because I think you're very right that like for so long, a lot of these rights have been bundled with the men's rights. So they don't like have a true value, you know, on themselves to stand on. But also um, one thing I think that you said that, um, you know, I think, I really like to highlight and that I think, you know, is a really big touch point is that like, while we don't know what the values of these things are, um, you know, not knowing what the values of these things are means like, we don't know like what these companies are like projecting out, 
when it comes to like the multipliers that they expect to see like from women's sports, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, a lot of times, you know, and this just isn't like sport. This isn't the sports. This is just like business in general, right? Like a lot of times people won't go into deals because they have like an outsized view of the magnifier, right? Like if I say, uh, well, the multiplier, right? Like if I say, you know, invest $10 and I can bring you back 25, and you're looking at the investment and saying, well, like, you know, I expect to invest this $10 and pull down $50. Like, you know, it looks like a bad investment to you, right? Like, not because you're generating money, but not because you're not generating money, but like, you know, your multiplier, you know, is like, you know, somewhere where like, you know, you have a higher value, you know, expectancy than, you know, what the actual, um, what the actual like reality of the situation is. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, I don't, I'll never like, I'll never be a person to say that like, you know, we should like undervalue women's sports, but like, you know, as long as we continue this thing of like, you know, not properly adjusting, like, you know, for women's sports, I think we'll continue to have these problems. Because, mm -hmm. like, I think you're really right about not understanding what the valuations are and the, like, multipliers are, like, really crucial in just, like, day-to-day -day business, not even, like, women's sports. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they will figure it out. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a weird, especially right now, uh, being that for a lot of I won't say a lot of but yeah it, it is a lot of because I mean it's the World Cup so you need as yeah. many people as possible up and watching games so that is that the games are in Australia and New Zealand it creates you know this weird time zone for probably your most important markets oh yeah and yeah it's just, it's just hard to like and this is purely not from a sporting or what they deserve. We're not having that conversation, but from a purely numerical standpoint, what these companies are looking at when they're making these decisions, um, it's hard to say, you know, what, what can we get back on this investment? And if you can't put hard data to that, you know, no business is just going to make a blind call. Yeah. So, um, okay, let's talk League's Cup. Um, first off, are you a fan of the League's Cup? Are you, um, you, a, you a big League's Cup guy? Bro, at first I was like, man, this tournament is kind of weird. Like, you throw another thing in for the players, and they got to work through this, plus, you know, Champions League, plus the regular season, all this. Man, fuck all that. This shit, fuck. It's exciting. Right? <laughs> I love League's Cup. What? Dude. Oh man, what a tournament. I like the point scoring. I like uh the play that we've seen so far. Um and how these teams are getting after it. They're taking it seriously. Man, this is awesome. I am a League's Cup fan for sure. I wish I was watching games right now. Okay, so um 
uh, I guess we'll just uh, we'll just pull we'll just do another half court one um, before we really get into it. Uh, Leaks if you seem excited, we'll just pull up from half court here. Um, shoot from midfield. Uh, shoot or pass. Shoot it. All right. Uh, so um, you seem like you uh, pretty happy about uh, Leaks Cup. You seem like it seems to be going well. Um, you're not the only one. There are a lot of rave reviews out there, um, but. There is also a corner of the internet um, who is discussing if this new League's Cup format um, can be a model for a new expanded World Cup. Um, Mm -hmm. So as you know, um, the World Cup is looking at expanding to, I believe they said, what, like 48 teams? uh, I think it's 64. 64 teams eventually? I think so. College basketball tournament. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. (laughs) um i wonder if they do make it like a college basketball tournament will they like start incorporating like stuff like that like will they call it like the sweet 16 and like you know the elite eight or like will they come up with their own like you know because now we say like round of 16 and like you know round of eight and stuff like that but yeah uh, i wonder about that anyway um no it is 48 not 64 all right i I stand corrected it's 20 30 expanded to 32 for women and 48 for men for men yeah so that's the uh, that's one more than the League's Cup. The League's Cup, I believe, have 47 teams. Um, but do you see this 48-team format um, as a possible model for the World Cup? Yes, uh, it pretty much has to be. Because, and see, this is like, you know, your MLS haters and your pro rail motherfuckers, if you happen to come across this pod, suck my dick. Um, hey. <laughs> but, like... Credit must be given to MLS for understanding, like, if we're going to do this tournament, we have to make sure that it fits within a specific window. Like, that level of foresight is impressive, to be honest. To make this tournament work, like, we don't want to have too many situations where, you know, we have all these weird scenarios where, you know, the, the groups just aren't working right. We need to make sure... We play the tournament, people advance, we get a winner, and then we move on, get back to our regular league play. So this um, point system, uh, which we can get into, but it doesn't really need to. Like, If you want to know about it, look into it. But long story short, they've added basically um, tiebreakers within games. So we don't have too much going on at the end of the stage, and you got to do all these weird tiebreakers to figure out who advances. So long story short, if uh, a game ends in a 0-0 draw, you shoot penalties anyway, and you get an extra point if you win the penalty shootout. So you get uh, no point for the, yeah, one point for the draw and then one point for the penalty shootout. Yeah. So and that to me is just super creative to think about. Yeah, you possibly get two points. Yeah, and. I think it's great that teams that are in this tournament are rewarded as they participate regardless. You know, you want to get a full three points. You want to get the best result possible. But sometimes it's just a tough game and it doesn't really pan out that way. So you can still, you know, kind of survive your way through tough games and still have an opportunity to advance. I think that's super, super dope. So the World Cup is going to need to consider something like this, possibly. Um so that we don't have too many weird scenarios with all these teams. 
And plus, it's just more teams. It's more time. You got to yeah. make sure like this thing is fits. Like I said, fits in a specific window that we can get in, get out and not be spending, you know, game after game after game trying to see who advances. So super dope for everyone involved with creating the League's Cup and this scoring format, I think is very, very cool. Yeah, I really like it too. I think um I think one of the big things that um I think one of the big things that I am looking out for is how much these rule changes translate for club soccer versus how much they would translate for something like the World Cup. So like, you know, some of these rule changes, like um I think they are absolutely amazing um for club soccer and the way like the league's cup is built for um like kind of like a mid-season tournament that like you know is that kind of becomes the focus of the season in the middle of it but you're still kind of playing like regular season games along the way because they're still kind of playing regular season games like along the way right uh i think so maybe for liga mx but mls is on pause until this tournament is over i think yeah, so for Liga MX, oh no no no, for Liga MX, I think this is the kickoff to their um their specific like Apertura or like Clausura or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So this is just like a third tournament for them. Um but what I what I think um is that this works really well as like a mid-season tournament regardless if you're playing games in the middle of it though because like the um the penalty shootout part like uh adds a really big excitement factor without mm-hmm. keep without taking away like the competitive um balance of mm-hmm. like you know the i don't want to say the low stakes of the game but like you know ending in a draw right yeah because like you know it makes it a little more it makes it worth a little more for a club team to like want to do well in this, you know, both in terms of like midseason and preparation, right? Mm-hmm. Like I could see how that works for the club team, but also in the World Cup, I could also see how it really changes the like calculus. Um, it well, in a way that in MLS and Liga MX for clubs, it might not change the competitive balance. I think like in in a situation like the World Cup where you have so many like smaller teams getting in, this is really gonna change the competitive balance. Because, yeah. like, you know, you've got a smaller team. If they, you know, if they really want to advance in the World Cup, you know, they'll sit back for 90 minutes and then, like, you know, pick up their draw. And, like, you know, you're going to get a lot. Bust your less, ass in pins. Yeah. You're <laughs> going to get a lot less blowouts. Like, because, I mean, you get, like, two games. You get, what do you get, four games in this? So mm-hmm. you play every team home and away, right? You play the other two teams home and away. So you get four games. You're, you're not talking gonna about be, in League's Cup? Um. In League's Cup and in the World Cup format. Well, in League's Cup, it's groups of three. So yeah, it's so not really a home and away because it's all hosted here in the U.S. Ah, in this, okay. In this scenario. Yeah, there's no uh, Liga MX game. So each group, everyone plays each other and that's it. So you only play two games? Yeah. Oh. In, in this stage, in this stage. Yeah, and then the round of 32s, yeah. you go to a knockout earlier. So right. you go to a round earlier. That first game is a knockout game. Yeah, like this is going to be uh, fire, bro. Yeah, this is fire, <laughs> especially something like the World Cup, because I mean, a lot of times that extra game is meaningless anyway. So mm-hmm. if you like expand it, give them two games, then you write into the round of 32. Like, I mean, you know, this is going to be exciting. I'm really excited to see it. 
Um, let's see. Um, oh, you want to talk about some blackmail in Paris? Wait. <laughs> you just remixed the song and you ain't even know it. Oh my God. I cannot believe. Oh. Bro, I did not mean to drop. Remix. I could have dropped the sickest double entendre. Oh my God. I got to get better at my segues because that was. That was good. That could have been. <laughs> that could have been good. Um, okay. So um, this is an international story. I know we normally uh, don't do international stuff outside of the scope of like American players, American abroad um, and FIFA. But mm -hmm. uh, we have a really interesting story here um, because of the Mbaga. Mbappe transfer saga that seems to happen every summer loosely, but um, more importantly, um, Marco Verratti um, claims that PSG um, is using a bit of underhanding tactic, underhanded tactics, a bit of blackmail um, to keep um, their players in Paris. Apparently, um, in 2017. Um, the player wanted to move to Barcelona and PSG. Um, they ran a really tight ship to keep them there. Mm -hmm. Um, what are, without saying too much, you know, cause, uh, I got some, I got some things to protect coming up. So, um, <laughs> I don't want to say too much here. But um, without saying too much, uh, what do you think is happening behind the scenes at PSG? And do you think this is sour grapes? Or do you think there's something to this? Um, I imagine you want to shoot this. Um, maybe pass it. I don't know. What you got? Shoot. Shoot. Uh, I think there's something to this, man. Mm-hmm. And the reason I think that is because of the most recent Mbappe transfer saga, which is happening as we speak. Uh -huh. um, a few weeks back, you know, it was, you know, huge news that Mbappe wanted to move out of PSG. He wanted to go to Real Madrid. Um, there was comment from Mbappe himself saying, I let the, cl I let the club know my intentions last summer. So they already know what time it is. And then, like a day or two later, <laughs> yeah. he had another comment that was like, "Yeah, I'm staying at PSG." Thank so you. I was like, "Yeah, they was yeah. definitely at his door with the motherfucking things on them." Like, um, come again, sir. <laughs> so I think there's something to it. Um, I'm not sure why, but yeah, probably happening. How about you? Um. There's definitely something to it. And I mean, I, I definitely understand why it is happening. Um, I mean, I don't want to like, I don't want to get too much into like the politics of like ranking leagues and stuff like that. You know, like generally European leagues are better than American leagues, so on and so forth. That's really all you need to know. Um, but like, you know, in terms of like, you know, on the European continent, people don't really like rate the French league as mm -hmm. like being competitive. 
So I could see how they would have to, like, you know, be a little more, uh, how would you say, aggressive? Aggressive? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a, a good little word. more concerned. A little more concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that. I can see how they could be a little more aggressive, a little more concerned with like uh, player transfers and making sure they get proper valuations. I mean, you know, not for nothing. They paid a lot for PSG. So, you know, like, uh, you know, that was not, on them, though. You're supposed huh? to have the data. We just talked about multipliers. You're supposed yeah, to know yeah. <laughs> what you were signed up for. If you overpaid, that's on you. Well, I mean, not for nothing when you get into this whole public fund thing. Um, without being too conspiracy theorists, I think they've already like you know done everything they wanted to do. I mean, they managed to get Messi and Mbappe, um, and Neymar, and Neymar um, all before the World Cup in Qatar. Um, so you know, at this point, I think they're trying to figure out a way to put together an exit strategy here. And, you know, like without you can't put together an exit strategy, you know, and leave like just bare bones of a club. Like if you're going to get people to pay like what you paid for it back, like, you know, like you got to keep these pieces around and PSG, yeah. like, you know, the balance books don't look the way the balance books look without Mbappe on it. A hundred percent. Um. All right. So do you. Uh, do you want to do some more Rock Nation talk, um, or um, do you want to do a bit of Paramount Plus talk? Uh, we got two topics left, so I'll let you figure. I'll let you pick which one you want to line up for first. Uh, maybe Paramount Plus. Okay, so uh, this Paramount Plus topic is kind of complicated. Um, okay. So we know Paramount Plus is a streaming service. Uh, feels like they have their tentacles everywhere. Um, you know, like they partner with uh, Syria to broadcast games there. They partner with uh, some women's leagues. They partner with like the English Women's League. They partner with NWSL. They've got the U.S. Men's National Team. I think they've got the Brazilian League. Um, but they have also now gotten into sponsoring soccer teams. Right. Mm. So not only um, have they sponsored Inter Milan, um, going back to our Italian um, theme here, uh, we're just kind of touching a couple of themes here. If you're playing Chop Soccer Bingo with us today, uh, <laughs> if you had Italy on your card, you are uh, <laughs> you're getting all the pings. But um, not only have they sponsored Inter Milan, uh, they've also sponsored Union Berlin, um, which is in the Bundesliga. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, the Bundesliga um, is actually broadcast on ESPN. Um, so my question to you, Rox, if you choose to shoot this, is mm -hmm. um, do you potentially see a conflict of interest coming um, for Paramount Plus spreading their wings like this? Or do you think this is a bit of smart marketing um, you know, all within the bounds of the game and, you know, they're just being a little more clever than some of their other, uh, competitors. Uh, listen, this is all within the bounds of the game. Motherfuckers know what time it is out here and any corporation trying to pretend that they don't and that it's going to be a conflict of interest is just blowing smoke up people's asses. Cause this is what it is, man. Um, companies of various types 
pay for that space because of what it represents in the world market. So, you know, if if other companies, streaming services weren't smart enough to pick it up in time and do something with it, that's on them. You know, this reminds me of uh, uh, Sony suing the block Microsoft's acquisition of uh, Activision Blizzard, right? Yeah. And they were like, oh, they're going to have all the games and they're going to block us from having games on our system. And I'm like, nigga, that's what y'all did. The whole, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Y'all keep all the Naughty Dog games, our PlayStation exclusive. Y'all got The Last of Us. Y'all got fucking the Final Fantasies. Y'all be actively blocking people from getting games on Xbox or whatever else. And now now you got an attitude because now the big boys is here to play. They said, all right, that's how we got to play. Then that's how we got to play. So this is just how it is in the market. Um, This is a smart move on Paramount+. Plus. Of course, other streaming services are going to try to make this a conflict of interest, but it's really not. Like, find somebody to put uh, your name on their shirt and call it a day. Please don't take this shit to court because it's a waste of everybody's time. Yeah, I uh, I 100% agree with you. Um, I think, like, you know, this is just them outsmarting the market. Um, it reminds me of a lot of what Burger King uh, did with FIFA. Um, have you heard this Burger King story with what they did with FIFA? What? No, what happened? Okay, so Burger King, um, what they did was they went and sponsored uh, Girona, right? Like, okay. uh, Girona is in the... Uh, Citigroup. Yeah, the city group. What do you call the city group? The evil empire or something? What do you call them? No, uh, mothership. Mothership. <laughs> yeah. said the evil empire. <laughs> I, I was I was about to go down the names. Oh, I was about shit. to call it Justice League. I was about to just go. <laughs> now they damn straight to just nigga. What? <laughs> the Avengers. They said, was, that, they said that Justice League. Wow. Justice League. Justice League. Justice League. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Legion of Doom. You remember that shit? Oh, that would be so dope. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. It's like the city, uh, the city badge, the city group badge oh, pops man. up in the swamp. Anyway, mothership. Uh Girona's a part of the mothership, right? Yep. Okay, so um Burger King went through and they actually sponsored Girona on FIFA, right? And their logic was the and it well they sponsored Girona knowing that Girona was on FIFA and their logic was right because it wasn't that expensive Girona's like uh like a La Liga two team or something like second division Spanish team wasn't no that they're in the first division now oh they're oh well this money's yeah. even paying off more for Burger King yeah if but they like, caught it when they were in the second they definitely won because now they're in the first division they definitely caught it when it was in the second this was when it first uh came light to me but what they did was they sponsored it knowing it would be in fifa knowing that all these eyes would be like you know on it in fifa and then what they did was they used their marketing to run promo around like playing with girona on fifa Mm. and just like getting the burger king logo everywhere right Mm. so like you know i feel like this is like you know similar but not the same Right. Like, you know, you know that like, you know, for all your Union Berlin games, you know, for every Union Berlin game that's on ESPN Plus, now you get Paramount Plus like on the screen for that. (laughs) Right. And you get some big games, too. Like anytime Union Berlin plays Bayern, anytime Union Berlin plays Dortmund, like, you know, these are going to be big games. So I think it's really smart. Like, I don't think there's anything nefarious to it. Like, you're right uh, to take them to court. There are no standings here. What I'm really interested in is to see, like, how this 
changes the game, right? Because, like, I don't want to call it, like, all of this is, like, copycat, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, sports are copycat leagues. Like, you know, people people just copycat whatever works, right? So I'm really interested to see, like, who's going to be the next one. Right? Message. Message, yeah. <laughs> who's going to be the next one? Because we saw it with Spotify. Like, uh, if mm-hmm. you want to wrap in the Spotify thing, like, companies are doing this, right? So who's going to be the next one? Like, uh, if you could put Chop Soccer on any team, what team do you think we would align with the best? And who do you who would you pick? Because I already know who I would pick, hands down. Oakland Roots. Yeah, that's who I was gonna pick. Oakland Roots. I was either gonna pick Oakland Roots or Detroit City. Oh God, there's no fucking way. Like I woo. <laughs> I literally just said that just to see your reaction. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. Yeah, we would. Like, that would be a long conversation. Like, Ken, what? Wait, time out, bro. It's fifty-fifty, man. Come on, let's let's let's. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I put the yeah, pistons. <laughs> Hell no, but yeah, Oakland roots for sure, man. The Lions are going to be good this year. We got to go Detroit City. <laughs> <laughs> No, Oakland Roots, uh, Oakland Bro, Roots for sure. I just had a thought. What? What if ESPN gets super petty with it? Uh huh. And on Union Berlin games, they got the AI that blurs out their chest. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that is like, I mean, that's fair. Like, that is fair. Fair. I mean, I wonder, like, I wonder could ESPN legally do that? If they could legally do that, I would be like, oh my God. If ESPN did that, we would, I would report on that shit for fucking months, dude. That's all I would talk about. That's super censorship. Yeah. But I mean, that's also like the start of the streaming wars, right? Because we all know this is coming, right? Like, I mean, we, we both believe that, like, this is just kind of like a boomerang effect. And that as things have broken apart because people just had a reaction to cable that like at some point in time, like, you know, these are all going to start to bundle back in like some type of package. Right. Mm-hmm, so, I mm-hmm. mean, there are going to be some wars that happen like over this shit. Right. So, like, I mean, would you be surprised if that happened? Not really. No. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened either. Bring it on, man. Like, fucking that shit. He said, do it. All right. So uh, before we get to like a recap of some of the games over the past week, um, do you uh, do you want to hear a a little bit about um, this Rock Nation Brazilian uh, soccer agency story or um, like you just want to pass? Okay. Well, long story short, um, for the audience, um, Rock Nation bought uh, Brazil, uh, Brazilian soccer agency uh, TFM. So the big takeaway from this is uh, Vinicius Jr. and uh, Gabriel Martinelli um, are now being represented by Jay-Z and Rock Nation, um, who also have Kevin De Bruyne and Romelu Lukaku. They have Kevin De Bruyne? Interesting. Yeah. They have Kevin De Bruyne, Romelu Lukaku. Those are the two biggest names uh, before. Now they have Vinicius Jr. and Martinelli. And 
Um, apparently, TFM was the number one um, Brazilian agency um, that, like, you know, was native to the country for soccer players coming out. All right. Uh, you ready to get to these games? Let's get to the games. All right. So um, now it is time for Interesting or Not. Mm-hmm. where um, normally we would give you some previews, but um, the authorities came and contacted us, told us that um, they had received some death threats from uh, uh, for us uh, from the <laughs> casinos because Rox's picks were too hot. So um, we got to remix oh this. So um, no, more, no more previewing games. We are post-viewing games, looking back at games that have happened this week. Um, you know, some of the highlighted games that we would want to talk about. Um, so uh, we've got three big games that we want to talk about. Then I'll just do a general rundown. Um, but the first game um, that we want to talk about, um, hopping back to the League's Cup, um, is Messi's debut here in MLS. Uh, did you watch it? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, what were your opinions on it? Uh, well, first off, was this interesting or not? It was like, <laughs> was it interesting? Whoever says not nah is fucking untrustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was interesting, man. Messi's debut uh-huh. in MLS. I mean, it's a League's Cup tournament, so it's not a direct MLS game. But it was Messi in an Inter Miami shirt, um, subbed on late completely changed the game, won the game. Uh, man, it was awesome. And I'm not like a Messi, a Messi fan. Like uh-huh. I respect this game, obviously one of the best to ever do it, but I'm not, you know, I don't have the same excitement about him that everyone else does. Yeah. But I was still curious to see like, how does this work? Is he just going to be clearly the best player on the pitch that can't connect with anybody because they just are not anywhere near his level? Mm-hmm. That was not the case at all. Like it looked like he stepped on the pitch and his energy went through the ground and into other players' feet because yeah. they were fucking cooking. Uh, they just looked really, really sharp. Uh, service from Busquets was amazing, of course. Jordi Alba is coming, which is going to make it even crazier. The interplay between Joseph Martinez and Messi was amazing to watch. And then the second game they played, they just went fucking ham. So. Yeah, this is good stuff, man. Very, very exciting. Did you get the watch, and what were your thoughts? Um, I I was doing double duty. Um, I believe that League's Cup game also um, was around um, Arsenal Man United on Saturday, or was it the MLS All-Star game? Um, Friday. No, no, no. no. It was Friday Women's uh, World Cup game. So okay. I, uh, I watched and I had a game that night. So mm-hmm. um, I only got to catch the second half of uh, the League's Cup game. But um, yeah, when Messi came on, you can see it makes a clear difference. Um, the thing that I'm worried about that I saw during this game is like, how is he going to cope with the physicality of the league? And I don't mean like the physicality of the league, like the players are more physical. I mean, like, the physicality of the league, like, 
the refing situation isn't as high quality mm. as it is in like um, other leagues. So like, how is he going to cope with the like calls that he wouldn't get in the calls that he's not going to get here? Like how much does that affect him? Right. Because mm -hmm. I mean, in Europe, they run a pretty tight ship. They run a pretty tight game. You could see during this game, like, you know, there were a lot of times where he was kind of like, uh, like, are you going to call this? Are you going to call that? Like, you know, just how is he going to adjust to that? Um, another big thing is like Sergio Busquets. He's the guy that's going to make this all tick. Like he's the guy Clearly, that's bro. like, you know, he's the guy that's going to get everybody the ball, like where they need to get the ball. Um, I think that um, people really – um, don't understand how much this works with Sergio Busquets in the lineup and how much I think Messi's going to struggle without Sergio Busquets in the lineup. Um, you know, like that's no discredit to Messi. He still looks like he has a lot in the tank now that I've like actually see him play again. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, it is very clear that like, you know, Miami is a different team with Sergio Busquets. Um, of course, they're a different team with Messi, but like Sergio Busquets is going to be the one that's placing the ball all over the field, like getting it to where people want it. I imagine Joseph Martinez is just like, you know, licking his lips that like, you know, now, mm -hmm. like, you know, he's no longer the focal point of his, this offense. Um, I feel like at this point in Joseph Martinez, Joseph Martinez's career, um, that is what you want. I fully expect Miami to be like an odds on favorite for MLS cup next year. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as they get this roster together, um, yeah, I I mean, you know, this is about to this is about to be like a good run or two, uh, a good run for a year or two for Messi based off the singular performance. Um, God forbid, like, you know, he doesn't get hurt or anything. If he stays yeah. fit, like, you know, this is <clears throat> this is good. Um, let's see. Did you uh I, I ran off like six games there that I thought I watched before I watched this. Um we'll get to the US women's national team um in a little bit. Um did you watch the all-star game? I did. <laughs> okay. Um first Boy, was that rough? Well, I don't really want to talk too much about the game. Um did you tune in? Like, what did you think of the all-star package? First off, um, was the game. Yeah. Let's break it up a little bit. The game itself. Um, what do you got? Is that, uh, was that interesting or not? That was not interesting. Cause we got smoked and I knew we were going to get smoked. Uh -huh. My wife asked me before the game, she's like, what do you think the final score is going to be? I said three zero arsenal. <laughs> I was just like, it's pretty much spot on. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, what about just the activities and everything surrounding the week? Did you like tap in or tune into anything else? Um, they had the skills tournament the night before, um, they had the creators tournament, um, like a day or two before, which next year I'm going to play in. Um, that is literally one of my goals for getting fit, uh, next year so I can go to the creators tournament and bus ass out there <laughs> i i saw some footage and the footage looked real footagey so uh, <laughs> so uh did you tap into uh any of the other um like events or anything that they had that was going on 
Yeah, I saw some of the skills challenge. I always really enjoy the skills challenge. Uh-huh. Uh, but that was it. I didn't see the Creators Cup. Um, I heard there was a bunch of cool stuff going on. Uh, yeah, it's all positive, man. I like that they're, you know, with this Apple budget, they're doing some more things around the game that get people engaged. So that was good to see. I was trying to get down there, but just the timing is, it just didn't work out, man. I was like, man, I, I like, I can do this, but I really shouldn't do this. Yeah. So I just didn't. Uh, and I, I'm glad I didn't now after that final score. I was like, man, if I'd have paid all that money to be down there, oof, getting smoked like that is crazy. So like, I like what they're doing with it, but I and I understand why they're doing the part I don't like, but I really don't like bringing in like the European team to play like the MLS. Like it's a whole ass gelled team. Best Eleven, like not even for the fact it's that. Like I think it just kind of takes away, like from the game itself, because like. It was my team this year, so like I have a little different vantage point of it. And like being a season ticket holder, like I got to like pre like you know, I got to like pre access to the tickets the way I normally do or whatever. But like, you know, it really felt like this year if I was gonna go, I wasn't gonna go because it was the all star game, right? Like mm-hmm. I was gonna go because they were playing Arsenal and Arsenal's mm-hmm. my favorite team, and that's what I would wanna see. And I feel like every year that you do the all-star game like this, like, you know, it's going to be some set of fans, whether or not it's Arsenal fans, Man United fans, like, you know, whatever fans, right? Like, they're not going to be there for the MLS product, right? Like, they're going to be there um, for the other team that's playing. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to, like, say I don't understand why that happens, but I think as an event, like, you know, if the event isn't centered around like a celebration of the league, then like it, I feel like it just kind of ultimately like fall flat, falls flat. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, how's everybody discussing this all-star game? Right. Because I mean, like there are plenty of ways you could make this all-star game fun. Right. Like, you know, you could rock and jock it up. Like, you know, you could have like, you know, you could have everybody vote for all-star like, you know, players, and then you do, like, the NFL model where, like, you know, ca- well, not the NFL model. Yeah, NFL and NBA at this point where, like, uh, captains pick their teams. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, there's a lot of stuff you can do with this, right? Like, I just think that, like, you know, it's just kind of a cheap money grab when you just say, like, hey, Arsenal's, you know, Arsenal's this year, Man United's this year. And, like, you know, that's all. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in agreement there, man. Like, I... I don't care. I'm there for the MLS product. Yeah. I don't care who they're playing at all. Um, so, you know, I'm really in for an East versus West tournament. We have enough quality players in our league. We can make it fun. Like you said, you can do some cool spins on it and make it a more, you know, fun game outside of, you know, just your straight 90 minutes of soccer. You can do some three point shots or whatever the fuck you want to do, man. You can even take pull stuff out of the FIFA game. FIFA has yeah. these special modes that you can play. You could do some of that to spice it up, man. So I want to see that. I don't want to see our team getting embarrassed and it's not their fault, right? 
Yeah. You know, anybody on that shit talking about, oh, MLS is ass, and of course they're going to get smoked by Arsenal. It's like, bro, these people have never played together. Any of those people could possibly be on Arsenal. So, so I don't care what you're talking about, bro. Like, they're high-quality players. They've never played together, and they were playing a full gel team that's really trying to get after it to get into their season. So I wasn't, you know, shocked by the result, but I also wasn't, like, hyping the shit up like MLS is trash. Like, we never on that. Yeah. I just, you know, like, I, I just think MLS can do better at this point. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really, like, I've been a bit of a skeptic, but I'm starting to come around. Um, Messi is going to save my season this year um, in terms of being a season ticket holder. I don't think I'm going to go to the game, but um, I think I'm going to sell the ticket and be able to make <laughs> my money back for the season oh, ticket. 100%. Right. So, like, yeah, like, I, I'm going to sell the ticket, make my money back, and then buy my season tickets next year and see where we are. Yeah. Um, but I definitely like, I, I just think that like, you know, MLS is kind of selling themselves short, like, you know, all-star weekend could really be like a really fun reward for MLS fans. If you make it like, you know, if you make it more about the fans, stuff like that, Yeah, you know, but I just think it's, uh, I think they're, you know, it's, it's a money grab and I understand like, you know, why they're doing it, but like, you know, I think it could be better. MLS weekend could be really fun. Um, okay. So let's talk about a couple of these U S women's national team games. Um, and then we'll just like wrap it up, see if there are any games I might've missed any game you want to talk about. Uh, then we'll go ahead and get out of here. Did you watch any of these two games? Um, for people listening at home, um, the U S women, um, right now, as you're hearing this, um, I believe they're still top of their group. Um, they beat Vietnam 3 nothing, um, And then uh, more recently in their second game, they tied the Netherlands 1-1. Um, you said you haven't watched any of these games? No. That shit too early in the morning, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah <laughs> I'm on the what East you- Coast, right? What do you think about um, what do you think about the time difference? I know we said a little bit about it earlier when we were talking about the um, we were talking about the problems they have negotiating rights. Uh, what do you think about the time dis- uh, differences and some of the scheduling? Because um, the women's games have been scheduled like, you know, I, I think they know what they're doing with some of the scheduling. But, yeah, what is your thoughts around that? Uh, I have no thought about it uh, because I'm not really following it. So. You know, whatever setup they have, you have to accommodate those that are in the country and times that make sense for people to get out to a game in person. So uh, and then, of course, you also need to accommodate your TV, you know, what blocks you have available in your home nation. And, you know, you do the best you can for networks around the world. But as it stands for me and how I would access these games, I'm not getting up to watch them like just just no way bro yeah like i got a whole ass career (laughs) and i gotta go to work so i've been really impressed um with how they've like tried to do this um at least when it came to like the games that they really wanted people to see so like at least in our time zone two of the women's national team games two out of three of the group stage games were at night 
like one of them was at 8 p.m. and the other one was like a, a Friday night game at like 8 or 9 p.m. also. So I fully expect those to do like ratings like bananas, right? Like mm-hmm, those should mm-hmm. be those should be um, really big rated games for everybody who like, you know, loves to use like, you know, TV ratings and things like that. Um, like, you know, attendance figures for national team games to justify why uh, women's club soccer, like, you know, should be valued at a higher value. Like, you know, they're going to have plenty of ammo, like, you know, based on these two games, you know, just based on ratings and like, you know, people who came through the gates. So, you know, like good for them. Um, but yeah, I've been really impressed with that. Um, I do agree with you though that a lot of these games are just like they're just not going to be watchable um, by people in this time zone um, for like you know large swaths of them, you know, because they're not like you know at a decent time. You know, mm-hmm. it really starts to put into context like you know when you talk about like coverage of these international tournaments for things, and it's like okay, like you know why. You know, why would a company turn around and say, like, you know, we might not want to invest a lot of money into this. And it's like, okay, well, you know, if 80 to 90 percent of the games are going to be like, you know, in a I don't want to say inaccessible um, time window for, you know, viewers of it, but a like not ideal, not ideal, less than optimal time window. Like, you know, you can kind of see like, you know, where they're going with this when like, you know, people are, you know for international tournaments that are outside of other time zones, people are more hesitant to like, you know, invest money, you know, in um, like, you know, coverage of it, you know, especially this economy too. Um, like yeah. there are a couple of games that I would love to watch, but it's like, am I going to watch it at like three thirty AM kick? Am I going to watch it at like, you know, five thirty AM kick, you know, and then like, you know, not so much. Am I going to watch it? Like, you know, because like, you know, in the world of like DVR and stuff like that and like streaming, you can always go back and watch a match replay, but that's the thing about sports, right? Like after you see a score, like, you know, after you see the score of like a game, like, you know, going back to watch the game, you know, it feels different because you already know Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. Right. So do you, uh, are you, do you feel like you're going to watch it later into the tournament? If the women do well, like, uh, are you expecting? Yeah. Yeah. If the women do well, I'll I'll try to catch, you know, provided that the time is reasonable. I definitely want to support them and watch, but just as it stands, um yeah, no way. <laughs> this is no way, bro. Okay, let's um let's talk a little um let's talk a little bit uh more about the tournament like uh, just in general. Have you uh have you followed any other parts of the tournament like any other the teams, any of the storylines? Nope. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, I've seen stuff. Okay. You know, notifications come in from the one football app. Yeah. So I saw, you know, the Nigeria win. Yeah, I that saw, was a good win. Uh, yeah. I saw the what was that? The small nation team. They got their first win ever. Um and New the, Zealand did that uh in the opening game of the tournament. No. Was it New Zealand? Yeah, maybe that was it. But yeah, I've seen headlines and stuff, but I haven't like fully went through and read through things. I haven't watched any games at all, but that's just, it's not a disinterest thing. It's just the timing. I I cannot make it work right now. Um, I do need to look at the schedule and see like what games are on at reasonable times. Cause I thought they were all just like at weird, weird times. So yeah, um, I have not followed really at all so far. 
one interesting thing that uh, one interesting thing that um, was brought to my attention that I didn't really think about that I've been thinking about more recently um, is just like the bandwidth people have for sports and just like you know how much of the coverage window is going to go to the women's world cup when you have all of these teams that are like all these soccer teams that are constantly like in and out of america you've got like the league's cup now like you know there's a lot of stuff for like the women's world cup to compete with Mm -hmm. and i don't know um with the u.s women's national team that doesn't have any recognizable stars um like and you know what i mean by like any recognizable star like you know any breakthrough like stars that like people would readily recognize on the street like in their prime right like they've got some budding stars like don't get me wrong like uh nike's done a really good job that sophia smith uh advert the one Mm -hmm. what is it like Mm -hmm. nice to beat you or something like that like that shit is smooth i love that um we made a uh, we actually made a gif about it and uh put it on giphy but um yeah, like it's really it's I just wonder like how much like you know attention do people have to like just go across the board for stuff like that especially with like the more like a more competitive landscape, you know, and the US women's national team. Like, you know, I feel like, you know, this year more than anything, they're kind of like rolling on the fact that they are the US women's national team. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, not like a star-driven like atmosphere here. Yeah, because I mean, it's not like you're not going to watch a lot of soccer. It's just like you know, are you going to be able to fit that in to like you know your soccer watching schedule? And not, I mean, at least for me, not just the soccer watching schedule. It's all the other shit I'm trying to do in real life, movies, shows. Tomorrow I'm going to a Latin festival in Jersey. Um, Sunday I'm going to a battle rap event. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things going on. My man said, grass, he touch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah, well, I mean, um, do you think there are any games that we might have uh, not talked about that you want to talk about? Um, I know, like, Real Madrid, Man United played. Um, Was there any MLS uh, action you want to catch up on? Mm. Um, MLS is on pause, bro. Any USL news you want to catch up on? I have no clue what's happening in USL. Uh, oh, I, outside of their uh, their little promotion relegation thing they're talking about. Was that USL? Yeah, that's USL. USL 1 or was it 2? Or just uh, USL, all of them? All, all of them. Okay. USL, yes. Yeah. We'll see. Listen, we, we thought... Uh, what was the league? Uh, Nisa was gonna do it. Yeah, we thought Nisa. But we see how that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> that thing is went belly up quick. quick. Like I mean, it, the league still exists, but you know the excitement that they had drummed up about you know the possibility of promotion relegation within their system. Yeah, that's not even a conversation anymore, bro. Nah, nope. So yeah, we'll Ooh, deep dive. You into should see it this lightning more. outside my window. That's kind of scary, to be honest. Woo. Well, uh, I've seen outside that window, too. We were just talking about that view. That's a really good view. You got a really good view outside that window. Yes, sir. Um, 
what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, we'll deep dive uh, further into that a little later. You know, they got the uh, vote coming up like sometime in August. So we'll touch like uh, after they vote on whether or not USL is actually going to do it or not. So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that'd be interesting to see. For sure. Um. All right. Uh, I mean, that's all I got. You want to wrap it up? Uh, I guess that's everything. That's everything, man. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Those that are listening, you are greatly appreciated. This has been Rox Fontaine and uh, it's your boy uh, Ken. We got uh, Kenzel Washington. I was gonna say we got a couple aliases. We'll start with uh, Kenzel Washington and Capital Kenny for this week. Bro, give him that new joint though. You give him the new joint, uh, Kenny Lack Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, kitty like brone. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, it's over. It's over. We <laughs> <laughs>